we're beginning another week of y'all talk with an accent on everything across the south the good the bad the sad and much much more an hour or two of today's y'all show jerry short will be joining me for the entire hour as we'll discuss of course the coronavirus and the latest with that and speaking of the coronavirus some people unfortunately have acted like real nincompoops over the last two weeks people who've gone in and hoarded products from your local grocery store or dollar general or walmart you you know what i'm talking about you've been in there you've seen the aisles have been emptied of toilet paper oftentimes eggs are gone milk's gone bread's gone and it's one thing for people to be starving to death and and have a panic but unfortunately what jerry short and i are going to talk about today in hour two is some people are doing this and the u.s government's paying for them to do it because they're using food stamps to hoard we've seen it jerry's seen it i've seen it maybe you've seen it and we're not happy about it so we'll talk about food stamps and the misuse of food stamps and how that's affecting us right now everybody's suffering in some cases so we'll discuss that with jerry also we'll talk about what else is going on in the sports world tom brady signing with the tampa bay buccaneers over the last few days and we'll get jerry's take on that and of course with the lack of sports right now people are having to go back and tune in on their television station this past weekend if you were sitting there bored the only sports you might have seen were old games and jerry's got to say something about vintage sports in hour two here in hour one of today's y'all show we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way toward the end of this hour and we've got plenty of gifs courtesy of the coronavirus some of these are pretty darn funny we need a good laugh and we'll have those coming your way in just a bit here toward the end of the hour also this hour thanks to the southern business report installment today and thanks to businessinsider.com we've got an article that we found why no one can agree where the south is and we'll have some fun talking about that as part of our southern business report and that's coming up in the next segment here in this segment we're going to go through the headlines across the southeast and more coronavirus dominating most of the headlines before we do that let me remind you how you can connect to us here on the all dixie program 803-816-1170 that is a number you can call 24 hours a day seven days a week and reach us here at y'all talk with a southern accent you can call you can text that number and let us know what you're doing right now to get through this darn covid19 it's 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com y'all the ultimate guide to the south it's the ultimate guide to the south all the time but especially right now with all y'all cooped up at home needing something to do go there and check it out in fact i'm going to say go there right now and do that instead of watching netflix and hogging the internet because we're seeing internet speeds go way down because everybody's on the darn internet maybe because you're being forced to because of school or work but i suffered with that last night although this let's remind people this is a real problem we've got with this covid19 and it hopefully will get solved sooner than later but as an inspiration to all of you right now our country our world has gone through lots bigger challenges and we're going to get through this some of you in your own lifetime have survived world war ii and you had to deal with rationing and you may have lost loved ones that's our older audience okay and so that was a tough time a lot of people died because of world war ii 
A lot of you survived the civil rights era. And I won't say they had thousands and thousands of people die in that time period in our nation's country, nation's history, but some people did die and there was a lot of fear. And so we've survived that. We survived the Vietnam War and thousands, more than 50,000 great Americans losing their life there. Of course, other issues with tornadoes, hurricanes, and more, all, of course, kind of centralized in one little area. That's a little bit different from what we're doing right now with this thing all over the world. And that's kind of scary. But we will get through this. We'll get through this together. We'll get through this thanks to the Almighty. And and we will do it. And y'all, as far as I can tell, we're going to be here all the way through it. And we'll come out of this on the other side, bigger, better, stronger, and more southern so there's your inspiration let's just hunker down and and do our best so as we begin our headlines across the south today i'm actually going to step away from the coronavirus and tell you about two passages from the weekend of which need to be noted before we get into covid let's talk about kenny rogers the gambler you woke up saturday morning perhaps and cut on the television dolly parton did the same exact thing she put a video out saying how she woke up saturday morning to kind of find out the latest with the coronavirus and right there the big headline was her singing partner and close close friend kenny rogers had died at the age of 81 rogers died at his home in sandy springs just to the north of downtown atlanta he was under hospice care died of natural causes but the country music and grammy winning balladeer who had hits throughout the 70s and 80s even into the 90s with songs like Lucille, Lady, the the great song that Tuskegee, Alabama's own Lionel Richie wrote for Kenny Rogers. That was a big one. Of course, he and Dolly teamed up with Islands in the Stream and The Gambler, of which he had the spinoff work there with movies and TV shows and more. The unforgettable Kenny Rogers, who was born in Houston, Texas, and had his own sort of pop career going before switching into the country music scene in the 1970s dying at the age of 81 and i know he'd been in ill health he he retired you might remember about five years ago he put on a sort of a farewell tour his last concert was actually at bridgestone arena in downtown nashville and many of his peers joined him there for that great farewell but the gambler kenny rogers dying at the age of 81 over the weekend also another passage this also coming out of the texas area at least a person with a connection to texas as kenny was from uh, houston area growing up there but a guy who had been a professional person in the houston area because that happens to be the home of nasa apollo 15 astronaut al warden who circled the moon alone back in 1971 while his two crewmates test drove the first lunar rover he died over the last couple days at the age of 88 he died in his sleep at a rehab center in Houston following treatment for an infection, and he passed away again, this former NASA astronaut who flew to the moon along with his crewmates David Scott and Jim Irwin, and he was one of four moonwalkers still alive. Irwin, uh, his co-partner there, Scott, was one of the moonwalkers. Uh, the other guy, Irwin, died way back in 1991, but only four moonwalkers are still with us, and Warden was not one of those, but he did pass away there in the houston area in the last couple of days so a, a, a unfortunate thing a graduate of west point in west point new york the united states military academy commissioned as an air force officer in 1955 and then becoming a nasa astronaut astronaut and one of the few left of those moonwalkers or people involved in the apollo missions and such we remember astronaut al warden 
dying at the age of 88. Now to the coronavirus scare. What's going on there? Unfortunately, we've seen cases in here in the U.S. ramp up in recent days. As of last night, around midnight, the latest count, over 34,000 active cases in the United States. And we've seen about uh, the death rate around 752 here, or rather 452 here in the United States. And the state right now that has by far the most amount of cases New York State with nearly 17,000 cases, and they got just 1,100 cases in one day over the weekend, and now we've seen 150 deaths in the Empire State. Washington State, which was first hit hard here in this country, they're approaching 2,000 total cases and 95 deaths. When we skip down to the south, Florida continues to lead this part of the country with just over 1,000 coronavirus cases and 13 deaths. But you've seen more deaths in Louisiana, and the governor, Governor John Bell Edwards, has taken, as he should, very drastic measures, essentially shutting the state down for a while. Louisiana with nearly 850 cases as of last night and 20 deaths. The state of Texas, 615 cases, 7 deaths. Georgia with 600 cases, 23 deaths, even more than Louisiana coming out of the Peach State. The state of Tennessee, they got over 500 cases in the Volunteer State, two deaths. I think one in Memphis, one in Nashville, or maybe both in Nashville the last time I saw that coming out of the Volunteer State. North Carolina with just about 250 cases. Maryland at that same mark, 244 in Maryland. Virginia's got 219 cases, three deaths reported in the Old Dominion State, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, with just over 200 cases now, one death reported in Mississippi. South Carolina's had three deaths and nearly 200 cases total. The state of Arkansas with 165 cases, zero deaths there in the natural state. Alabama, zero deaths as well, but nearly 160 cases. Kentucky's had three deaths and right around 100 total cases. And Missouri with 90 cases, three deaths. And the state that has the least amount in all of the South remains West Virginia with 12 total cases. But that number continues to ramp up. And we certainly send our thoughts out to our friends in New York State. Governor Cuomo, he's been consistent on news with press conference and such, trying to get a a little bit of a wrap as he possibly can over this virus that right now New York State is getting hit a whole lot harder than any other state. Most of these cases right around New York City as you might expect with its large density of population and people not exactly heeding the warnings like Governor Cuomo and other officials in that state have put out. That's why over the last 24 to 48 hours in many of our southern states, we've seen governors, we've seen mayors, and we've seen people of all types come out with new proclamations. And they're telling people to stay in in some cases. Some places like Louisiana, I think Kentucky did this too, essentially saying don't go out. Only go out for essential things like going to the grocery store, going to the pharmacy. Other than that, your butt better be inside. And some states have closed down all non-essential business, although there's still not an order that you got to stay in your shelter in place, I think is the term that's a little bit more easy on the ears. But we're, we're in a situation we've never been in. And I talked to my mother on Sunday night. She's right around the mid-70s, survived like most of you who are around that age, all the craziness of the civil rights era, Vietnam and 9-11 and more, and she's never seen anything like this. And she, just like most people, have she's got medical issues, 
nothing all that serious right now but stuff that she's got to have prescriptions for and she's worried and and we're all worried and we just this thing knows no distinction when it comes to age race sex income level where you live and that's why it's important and we should be helping our fellow southerners yes we should be helping especially our friends in new york state that are really getting hurt but it doesn't matter where in the globe this is happening we we got to help each other out that's why and i'm getting a little away from the news and more into opinion here china did everybody a disservice we can pick on our people here in this country if we want to but china could have done a lot better job of containing this thing maybe it never spreading beyond wuhan but they hid this thing for whatever reason they chose to do that and then they didn't get help and so when the president calls it the chinese virus he may be accurate in that statement and it's unfortunate because we're seeing thousands and thousands of people now die and it could get a lot worse than that if we're not careful let's hope this thing goes away quicker than we possibly could ever guess but it is affecting a lot of people it's got people scared rightfully so and it's got people infected and there's celebrities now that are infected we found out sunday that kentucky senator Rand paul tested positive for the coronavirus a u.s senator we also have congressmen i think one's from california or utah maybe both they tested positive at the end of last week and this is a scary thing right now a lot of people testing positive and, and i just saw one story pop up with some so-called celebrities that i want to tell you about that i'll just pass along people who've also tested positive this is in addition to saints coach who tested positive at the end of last week the new orleans saints coach sean payton also we found out of course tom hanks and his wife rita they tested positive but the former star of the bachelor colton underwood as well as talk show host a guy who you might have seen him new year's eve on cnn he co-hosted the thing there in new york city with the great mississippian if you want to call him that anderson cooper as his father is from the meridian area andy cohen he's tested positive for the coronavirus and they're just some of a lot of uh, people who are famous who have come down with famous infamous whatever however you want to however you want to label it but a lot of people i mean even the prime minister of canada's wife sophie trudeau has come down with the darn virus and so we wish everybody the best as we get through this Uh, so i don't want to take the time to promote these celebrities being affected by with a positive test but we're all all susceptible to this darn thing so let's Let's do our best to control it and get it out of here. Now, we also have to keep in mind our citizens here of this country that went away. This is spring break time, remember? And some people left the country a couple weeks ago on what they thought would be a week to two week fun trip. And then they got stranded. And now they're trying to get back here. And that's the spring breakers. You also have people who legitimately went away for business or see family members. Our own Jerry Short's wife went to the Philippines and she's stuck there. We actually talked about that with him last week on the Y'all Show, and Jerry will be on an hour too. We actually, I'm not sure we'll bring that up again. I'm trying to bore you with just his wife, but she's just an example. She's not officially a U.S. citizen. She's only a ceremony away from swearing her allegiance, if that's what it's called, to the U.S., from being an official U.S. citizen. But she's already passed everything she needs to do, and all she's awaiting is the oath ceremony to be a U.S. citizen. But she had to go to the Philippines a couple weeks ago because her brother died. She went to the funeral. And just after the funeral, the head of the Philippines, the Dirty Harry guy over there, shut down all flights. So she can't leave the Philippines, 
and i don't know if the u.s will even let inbound planes from other countries like the philippines come in right now and she's already been told by the u.s officials when whenever she does get into the united states she's going to have to immediately go into a 14-day quarantine and we know that she's not going to be able to get on a plane for at least another month and that's a best estimate so she's just one example of a lot of people who and you may know somebody who's stuck abroad somewhere and luckily the philippines is her native country so she's got family and friends that she's around but she wants to be with her husband she wants to be right here in the greatest country in the world and of course in the greatest region in the world which is the south and we we hope everybody who's right now stuck somewhere overseas that they can get back here as quickly as possible in fact one great mid-southerner is maybe going to help us out on this effort to get our people repatriated and that's fred smith the pride of marks mississippi that is in the mississippi delta not far from let's see it's between clarksdale and batesville is right where you'll find marks there in beautiful what is that county Mm, i should know i'll come up with in a second it's the same county that has sledge which is the hometown of one charlie pride uh marks is <laughs> i'm i'm li- missing out on my county knowledge here i'll get back to you on that but this native son of mississippi's delta who now leads a little company about an hour north of there a place called memphis his name's fred smith he's the ceo of fedex and now he's helping out he's offering his services and his company service to perhaps help get people back to this country as in fact one thing i got to give president trump for he actually thanked fedex in a tweet on sunday he also thanked ups which has a huge presence in louisville kentucky and i think atlanta too but i think they're based out of louisville which by the way louisville's ceo i'm not not lou ups's ceo the head person at ups is also from the mississippi delta he is from greenwood mississippi i think he is a proud alumnus of delta state university so how about that the head of ups is from mississippi and in the Delta, the most impoverished area of that state, and the head of FedEx is also from the Mississippi Delta, within 30 to 45 minutes away from each other is where they grew up, and they're the head of both UPS and FedEx. How about that? Who knew? Who knew? Well, again, FedEx and President Trump thank both FedEx and UPS in tweets on Sunday, but FedEx, Fred Smith, announced that FedEx right now is not expecting any layoffs Quite contrary, he wrote on Sunday, our people are working very heavily on both the business-to-business side, moving things for hospitals, diagnostic labs, picking up specimens and getting in to the various locations where they can be tested. And Smith even went on to say that through one of his executives, they've signed a letter to Congress that says he doesn't anticipate FedEx will need any federal financial help. How about that? Memphis's own FedEx. And again, I saw where somewhere they're hoping to maybe help out offer the service of fedex planes if needed to help repatriate some of our great americans who are currently outside the country for whatever reason now it's very easy with all the scare of the coronavirus and its effect on the lungs to forget that we've got an issue right now in a lot of states where people are sheltering inside and they're not going out and doing their normal business which means they're also not stopping by and giving blood so we're having blood supply declines all over dixie right now and we'll go to virginia blood banks there say the situation is becoming dire 
as a recent spate of blood drive cancellations due to the coronavirus fears are making it harder to replenish the supplies and blood donor services there say the supplies of certain types of blood are really really down down to single digits according to one of the people there in virginia a ceo of a regional red cross chapter said that in the last two weeks we've seen thousands of blood drives canceled and what the impact of that has been has been this shortage and people again need blood not necessarily for the coronavirus which maybe they do i don't know what they do when they go to the hospital for this but people still get hurt people have accidents people need blood no matter what the situation with the coronavirus is and we're having shortages so if you have the ability unfortunately you can't virtually donate blood that's one thing you can't do from your sheltered home keep that in mind and that is an essential service so let's make sure you maybe go to your local place if you need to contact the red cross american red cross their number 1-800-RED-CROSS and find out where you can go to a location near you to give blood as we don't want to forget about take the coronavirus out of the equation we still have people that are in need of blood right now for various various reasons now to north carolina and we're smoky in the bandit when you need it have y'all seen that gif of a smoky in the bandit scene from that movie where they had bandit and the jerry reed tractor trailer which i'm sure it probably had a nickname i can't think of what it is right now but if you know what it is you can text us here and let me know and i'll share it whatever jerry reads yeah i can't even think right now of jerry reed's character name i can't think of his dog's name and i can't think of the name of his rig if he had one or maybe even a cb handle it's been a while since i've seen smoky in the bandit but there was a gif going around you might have seen it where somebody had taken the Charmin logo and put it on the side of Jerry Riggs' tractor-trailer truck as if they're not hauling Coors beer out of Texarkana now. They're, they're hauling toilet paper because of the craziness over the toilet paper thievery, I call it, over the last few days. But in North Carolina, let's go there, police there have found a stolen tractor-trailer full of toilet paper. Police said they're not releasing the name of the driver because the topic of toilet paper is fairly sensitive right now. Come on there, Guilford County Sheriff's Office. We want to know. Yes, this was a 53-foot Hyundai dry van trailer, and it was reported stolen, and it was being utilized to transport nearly 18,000 pounds of commercial bathroom paper products, a.k.a. TP. And this thing, now... (laughs) it's been found but somebody stole the darn toilet paper tractor trailer truck and some of you and i've been to multiple grocery stores in the last week and a half and i have yet to see toilet paper other than i will say a dollar general had their cheapest like a dollar for an eight pack so that's like a 0.5 percent ply uh that's the only thing they had And, and people were buying it to their credit and look when it comes down to it if you don't have toilet paper, if you need to do it, you'll probably use a paper towel, a very small paper towel. We don't want to do it too big. But, to, yeah, we're in a toilet paper war right now. And I guess it's good news that police in North Carolina have found this stolen tractor trailer full of toilet paper. But what a couple of idiots, idiots that would do such a darn thing. Now, one thing that is changing, we told you about this the other day in Memphis. A theater there has done this, and now this is becoming a growing trend drive-in movie theaters in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak are becoming a hot item at the showboat drive-in theater in hockley texas that's about a 30-minute drive outside of houston 
they normally see ticket sales go down about 40 percent on weekends where they have a movie that's already been playing last weekend they saw a 40 percent increase and that's a huge uptick in attendees at the drive-in theaters because that's one of the few things if you're allowed to leave your house and that number of states that keep changing the rules where you can't even do that it looks like is growing but yes drive-in theaters now the hot item with the coronavirus and i wish i had knew of one near me i drive past one a couple times a week and it's still sitting there but it's got weeds and trees and everything else because i i guess it's been closed down my guess 20 years but maybe somebody in the next couple of days might want to go get their weed eater out and let's get some big movies showing up on the big screen literally the big screen if you can find you uh drive-in theater now because people are staying home workers the school kids and more guess what the internet is being taxed not financially but just the usage on the internet is going crazy right now all over the world there's a bandwidth problem and i discovered it last night even i was trying to do something where i normally get about a 55 upload i was getting about a five and i couldn't actually do what i wanted to do with the uh, the internet because i needed a faster speed and so people are watching netflix and netflix has just throttled down its video quality in europe at the request of authorities there because they were having problems with getting on the internet at a, a a normal speed there and i think they may have to do that here in this country we've got kids now starting mostly on this day kids are getting assignments now they're college kids high school kids their young kids elementary school kids are going virtual and guess what all that requires bandwidth so we we need to maybe contact netflix and maybe you don't need to see that thing in 4k a good old 780 pixel will probably do just as good for you and let's be honest a lot of you watch the same movie more than once and you don't need to do it unless you're like me who i will say that i'm guilty of watching netflix over the weekend i watched goldeneye yes the movie james bond movie that came out in the 90s i hadn't seen that i saw it in the theater i really hadn't seen it in more than 20 years and i enjoyed that so that was my my one confession here for you on today's y'all show now one thing about the coronavirus we're hoping that when this thing gets out of here sooner than later we're hoping to get back to normal and in charlotte they're hoping that normal this summer means the Republican National Convention comes to the Queen City. According to the North Carolina Republican chair, they said that for right now, the National Republican Convention that's supposed to be held in Charlotte, North Carolina, is a go. It's supposed to be held late August, and that's where President Trump will officially accept the Republican Party's nomination for president in 2021 if he were to win the election in and go on and be sworn in for a second term. But Charlotte, optimistic that they can have the Republican National Convention there in several months. Of course, the Democrats get together in Milwaukee this summer. One offshoot of the coronavirus that I also want to say this virus has something to do with it, but not the majority of the deal that you've seen the gas pumps, man. Look around. You're seeing prices at levels that you haven't seen in decades. In fact, I haven't seen this one. I'm looking forward to the day because it's been since about 1994 that I've seen gas sold here in this part of the world for less than a dollar. But over the weekend in Kentucky, gasoline at a gas at a station there in the Commonwealth was at 99 cents. And what a awesome, awesome deal there 
at the Spur 7 BP on State Route 25 in London, Kentucky. 99 cents for a gallon of gas. That's good news, but it's bad news. In fact, if you follow the world of petroleum and such, their oil companies are losing money right now. In fact, some states have actually admitted that they're going to not be putting in pipelines and the oil and gas industry is hurting because they're shut down the gas lines and stuff like that, putting in the resources to help our petroleum industry because they're the gas companies are losing money. It's a, it's a crazy equation how all this works. But yes, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kansas all have have they have all have at least one station where you can find gas under a dollar thirty cents. But in Kentucky, if you're there in London, hey my buddy, check it out. There at the at the Spur Seven BP gasoline the other day for ninety nine cents. I like the sound of that sadly we've got one story from our nation's military to tell you about a service member died while in training over the course of the last few days in the state of florida airman first class keegan baker from the 24th special operations wing he died during a surface training swim at panama city beaches st andrew bay as baker was taking part in the air force combat dive course and he died there in the florida panhandle a sad passage there i don't have his hometown but this air force first class keegan baker dying while a training exercise was going on on the florida panhandle there where they do some really intense stuff there what do they call them the combat controllers essentially kind of a special forces wing of the air force and i think a lot of that's done there around the panhandle of florida and one other good positive story to pass along to tell you about here as we end our headlines around the southeast. Hey, if you want to go to Brunswick, Georgia in the near future, they're doing some great restoration work there, this historic town on the coast of Georgia. And it looks like two marble columns from the former Oglethorpe Hotel, which was a downtown Brunswick, Georgia landmark that was demolished way back in 1959. Well, it looks like those two marble columns could actually be heading to a restored right square there in Brunswick, Georgia. As city officials are removing a street that was cut through the middle of right square in the 50s, making it the sixth of the city's 14 historic squares to be restored, where Brunswick will be very similar, I guess, when they pull this off to the town just up the coast from there, Savannah, Georgia. And these columns will certainly help out there. So if you're old enough to remember going into Brunswick, Georgia, the old Oglethorpe Hotel, the marble columns from there, are going to be evidently part of this new display and bringing the past alive in Brunswick, GA. A wonderful story and a place we need to go to on the Y'all Show Caravan at some point and have a good time along Georgia's coastline. This is the Y'all Show. We will switch over to our Southern Business Report. We've got a fun article courtesy of businessinsider.com that we'll tell you about. Why no one can agree where the South is. We have that plus a little hashtag hullabaloo fun all coming your way right here in this first hour of today's Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. 
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank Continuing on with all the news and information and fun you need about the South. We are the greatest region of the greatest country on earth. We are the Y'all Show, and I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back. And we begin this segment with our Southern Business Report and courtesy of businessinsider.com. Writer Mark Abadie writes the article, Why No One Can Agree Where the South Really Is. Well, Mark, let's see if you make or miss the mark with this article. As you do point out here, and we have to brag, the South is the fastest growing region in the entire country. Amen. And we know that. And that trend's been going on a while. But although we are the fastest growing region in good old USA, not everybody here can agree where the South is as experts have varying opinions on which states are part of the South, and there's a lot of things to consider when deciding whether a state is Southern. So let's dive into this article again at businessinsider.com, and let's kind of see what Mr. Abadie has to say about what his what his decision is on the South. Of course, you can ask me. I have my own opinion, but I want, I want to go what he has to say here is he's got it broken down with maps and more at businessinsider.com as public perception of which states are in the South are at odds with how the government and some experts classify the region. According to the Census Bureau, Abadie writes, which divides the country into four regions, the South begins in Maryland and Delaware 
it branches out to west virginia and kentucky extends south to florida and west to texas and oklahoma i like this map although here y'all we don't really focus on delaware and the only state that according to the census bureau that they don't include that we do include here is the show me state missouri and if you've ever been to the boot hill or to springfield or even up around columbia in portions of central missouri or kansas city even it's it's pretty southern it's very southern in places like sykeston and kennett missouri hometown of cheryl crow by the way it's a southern state it's in the sec for goodness sakes but i know st louis is yankeedom and other parts of missouri it's a border state i get it but we like to include missouri we don't include delaware here on the y'all show and i think numbers wise we're probably better off going with mizzou as compared to little teeny tiny joe biden country delaware now again this map and this story focuses on what the census has which you know history wise southern wise confederate wise the south had 13 states which included missouri as a confederate state kentucky was included as a confederate state oklahoma was not but that's because Oklahoma was still Indian territory, but it was pro, pro-Confederate. pro People like Stan Waddy helped with the Confederate cause. He was a general in the Confederate Army. He was, a, I think, a Cherokee Indian, full-blooded, and had plenty of uh, Cherokee troops that fought for the CSA. So it's Oklahoma is Southern, even though not at least Civil War time, an official Confederate state. So on the history side, there's a dilemma. And this article has a lot more of the information about this fun topic that, again, especially if you're from one of these states that is on the borderline, you might kind of have fun. I know you've had the conversation where somebody says, you are a Yankee, and either you take the attitude of, no, I'm not, I'm from Kentucky or Missouri or maybe even Delaware or Maryland, for example, and you have reasons to say I'm Southern because I'm from those states, but there's also other reasons why some people that want to be a wise guy might kind of come after you. If you're from, let's say, Georgia, outside of Atlanta, because <laughs> there's plenty of Northerners in Atlanta, we know that, but certainly South Georgia, anywhere in South Carolina, anywhere in Tennessee, anywhere in Alabama, uh, Mississippi, for goodness sakes, Arkansas, yeah, you're Southern. You don't have to worry about being called a Yankee. Nobody's going to be calling you that. Now, this article does quote a professor from the University of Mississippi, Adam Gusso, who what he has something he calls the breakfast line, as he writes in this in the article in businessinsider.com, that it's kind of the home fries stash grits dividing line. If I'm in South Philly, I, if I order breakfast, it's still with home fries and sausage and toast. But driving south, there's a moment where the home fries and sausage gets displaced by grits, Virginia ham and biscuits. And that line to me is somewhere in Virginia. Again, it's part of the fun of being here in the south and and the dilemma that we sometimes get into, especially with people who aren't amongst us here in the south. Those who are above the grits line, as I call it, not just what this guy Gusso calls the, what did he call it? The, uh, oh gosh, the breakfast line is what he called it. It's the it's it's a grits line or if you want to get even more specific here in the south it's the nat line and we had a great author of a book about nat the nat line on last year yeah we love our south and we love to talk about it and then you can go find this article again at businessinsider.com 
written by Mark Abadie. Why no one can agree where the South really is. What's your definition? We want to know what your definition of Dixie is. Where is it? Are you proud to be from one of these states I'm kind of picking on for being... Uh, they can go both ways. They're bistatual. Uh, 803-816-1170 is our number. When we come back, we're going to have some coronavirus fun, even though it's hard to have fun in this pandemic. But we found some stuff, as I'm sure you found on social media, and we'll share it with you. It's Jif, Jifdom gone crazy with the coronavirus. And that conversation's coming up next in Hashtag Hobler. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. All right, we're back. Final segment of this first hour of y'all. Reminder, Jerry Short will be joining us at the top of the next hour with his whole hour. He's going to devote with us right here on the Y'all Show of Takapola Storytime. Ought to be fun. He's got food stamps on his mind. Oh, you better be make sure you tune in for that conversation. I don't know where we're going to go with that one. But we start this conversation out right now with just you and I and everybody else, all y'all. It's hashtag hullabaloo time here as we get a new week of the Y'all Show going. And if you've been on socialist media here this week, you have seen more than your fair share of coronavirus-related GIFs and other wacky stuff about the coronavirus. So this makes it easy for me here in Hashtag Old Blue. I, I think I'm just going to pretty much read off a bunch of these GIFs because we need a good laugh, don't we? Well, let's start out with this one. And it's one I found over the weekend. A GIF that says, If you see me coughing and out of breath, I'm fat mind your business so just because somebody's coughing and out of breath they may not have the coronavirus they just might be fat so mind your business according to this that i saw on twitter over the weekend now up next another one that says when your hair salon is closed and they got a picture by the way of a guy with the ultimate poodle looking haircut his haircut which is obviously a photoshop creation he looks like a poodle. His haircut is a poodle haircut, which there may be some of you out there with this style. It could be the new thing. And this picture has the the heading, when your hair salon is closed, but your draw, dog groomer has an opening. <laughs> which, by the way, if you're a person who has had to take a pet to a groomer, it ain't that easy to get a groomer that can fit you, fit you into their schedule. And I bet you groomers are open right now with the coronavirus. I bet you they aren't closed. 
and i mean i don't know exactly all the rules of your local area but if you want a haircut i bet you a lot of haircut places i was smart enough to go get one about a week ago so i got me a nice pretty haircut right now and man if i hadn't have done that and, and if indeed here where i am locally or maybe where you are if unfortunately our barber shops and our hairstylists have had to shut down because of the coronavirus some of you might have needed to go in there and get your ears lowered in the last couple of days and guess what you didn't do it and now you're stuck and the idea of your dog groomer cutting your hair may not be that crazy of an idea and you might walk out of here with a darn poodle cut not a bad choice actually compared to some of you some of y'all need some kind of haircut all right let's go to another corona related coronavirus covid19 related gif that we found over the weekend it's got a picture of a guy wearing a t-shirt just a big big white plain t-shirt and it says get them while they last 2020 ncaa champion shirts only 19 dollars 99 well because of march madness being canceled and everything else sports wise yes you can claim to be a national champion all you gotta do is wear a white t-shirt with nothing on it because that's what it takes these days now this isn't so funny this is something helpful and it comes to us from the camo manufacturer realtree.com i didn't realize i got into recipes at realtree.com but realtree out of columbus georgia by the way has a recipe that i'm not even going to click on this thing and read it to you you can do that yourself but this recipe in case you're if you're having a hard time finding meat at your local grocer right now but you got a few of these running around the yard assuming it's not illegal they have a story that you can click and it's a recipe and the recipe buttermilk fried squirrel with southern gravy (laughs) oh well, how about some fried squirrel these days in coronavirus time? Yeah. And you can have it with some delicious gravy to boot. How about that? Thank you. Realtree.com is where you can get that. Now to that toilet paper craziness going on. This GIF says, I used to spin that toilet paper roll like I was on the wheel of fortune. Now I turn it like I'm cracking a safe. Yeah. You used to spin that thing and get more than you needed. And now, if nothing else, coronavirus is teaching us how we might not need to be so darn wasteful and that was a good one again it says i used to spin that toilet paper roll like i was on the wheel of fortune now i turn it like i'm cracking a safe oh just one sheet will do you huh <laughs> all right continuing our our darn craziness of social media specifically them here on the y'all show here's another one for you whoever owes you money go to their house now they should be home that's a good one yeah if you got anybody owes you money there's a darn good chance they're sitting there with nothing to do so why why don't they just go over there to the dresser and get their wallet and pay you the money that they owe you that is a good one this one's funny can we uninstall 2020 and reinstall it i believe it has a virus yes it does yes 2020 has a virus called coronavirus so again this says can we uninstall 2020 and reinstall it i believe it has a virus oh it does and as we said many of you today actually is your first day of being home with the kitties and there's a good chance your kitties have some kind of virtual assignment they are having to still go to school likely and they're getting assignments on the computer or there might be some kind of video connection that they have to do every every district every school's different every teacher is different so with that in mind a friend named Lauren put on Facebook over the weekend. I thought this was pretty funny, and I'll share it with you because it is funny. 
it says, Alexa, homeschool the children. <laughs> yeah, Alexa can do a lot of things. Whether Alexa can do that or not remains to be seen. And last but not least here in our hashtag Holdabaloo coronavirus GIF edition, this one says, Corona-free man seeks corona-free lady with toilet paper. Send pictures of the toilet paper. <laughs> People are having fun with this toilet paper craziness. It is it is just silly, in, in our opinion. I think we all could agree it's just silly. But again, let me remind you, this is sort of like a stealing one from the dating scene. Corona-free man seeks corona-free lady with toilet paper. Send pictures of the toilet paper. Yeah, I like that. And that wraps up our hashtag Huddlebaloo on this Monday edition. Hey, when we come back, y'all, don't miss it. We're going to have Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller. He'll be right here and telling us about his his latest trials and tribulations with coronavirus. Also, I know he and I both are pretty peeved about this whole food stamp and situation, specifically how it relates to the coronavirus short shortenings, how we're seeing people take more than they need from your local grocery store, and it ain't it ain't pretty. And we'll talk about that, and we'll also talk about the gambler passing away at the age of 81, Kenny Rogers, rest in peace. All that coming up in hour two of this, the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent. to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're back for another hour of Talk About the South. I'm John Rawl, and this is the Y'all Show. Continuing on this week with our second hour of having Jerry Short available for us. The coronavirus isn't slowing our Takapola storyteller down. Hello, Jerry. What's going on besides that, John? I know you're staying active even though just about the whole world's shutting down, it looks like. Yeah, I've been chasing eggs around. It <laughs> seems to be the hardest thing to find. I've been to four towns to finally get a, uh, two and a half dozen eggs. <laughs> Let's see. I was going through my grocery store Sunday evening looking at what was not there. Bottled water, eggs, bread, toilet paper. Am I missing something? Not jelly. Oh, they don't have jelly? I had a hard time. Yeah, they didn't have jelly in two towns that I went to. And then they were about out in uh, Baseball, the other town I went to mm-hmm. last. To and, everybody's credit, though, Jerry, I don't know about your shopping around, what you discovered. To most people's credit, you don't have to work for the most part. Most people have been told to stay home. Some governors have ordered us to stay home. So you, you're staying at home. You're watching movies. You're hanging out with your family, I assume. And well, at, least, at least in my inventory of the grocery stores I went into, Jerry, I saw the aisles were full of beer. I thought that would have been something that everybody walked out with. 
<laughs> maybe maybe they're drinking whiskey this time. Hmm. Well, some, some states have changed the r- rules to where you can pull up and they'll bring out the alcoholic beverages to you. Hmm. I guess the bars are, I, well, I know they should have. Most bars have. Most restaurants yeah. have. Most restaurants have gone to a drive through only option if that's even available. And some places just have had to shut down. It's a unbelievable time we're going to talk to you a little bit more about it in the next segment as part of the problem we're seeing right now jerry when we go to our grocery stores around dixie some of the basic things aren't there and that includes meat and things that we need to have to survive on and this has been gone now for over a week so it wasn't like everybody just all throughout the week's been going in and trying to replenish it it's been gone, and I think we kind of may know part of the reason for that, and it's got to do with food stamps. And Jerry's seen some things with his own eye. I've seen a thing or two with my own eye. Right. And we're going to talk about it because of all times, the food stamp thing, in, in our opinion, I think you and I both would agree on this, it's not helping those of us who are not on food stamps. We're we're suffering, and, and it's just those food stamps people who are doing it the wrong way. And we'll talk about that the hoarders is what I'm talking about, who used food stamps yeah. to go rob, essentially, these grocery stores. Totally legal, by the way. They're robbing of it. But I've got some information from the SNAP program that I'm going to share with you. And, yeah, some of us may not be a big fan of food stamps. They have a purpose at times. But, man, it really sucks for all of us right now when you have people taking advantage of that system. And that's, in our opinion, and at least my opinion, that's part of the reason we're seeing some of these shortages around the south. No, I've seen, I've seen it in stores. It's, okay. uh, it, it happens here, too. Yeah. And, uh, well, we'll talk about it more. we gotta, we got to talk about that in the next segment with you, Jerry. But right now, before we get you totally fired up talking about food stamps, let's talk about a little sports news. Because this is the part of our show each week where we do kind of look back on what happened over the weekend and sports. And, of course, most every sport known to mankind, Jerry, is shut down. And you're seeing all your television channels scramble to find programming. I saw on CBS Sunday afternoon they were rebroadcasting the 2019 College Basketball National Championship game between Virginia and Texas Tech. And that was a great game, so a good choice there. Great to always hear Jim Nance on the play-by-play call for CBS. But that was what they were doing on Sunday. And Jerry, selfishly, I got a chance to watch Saturday afternoon a little college football game from this past fall, a game that that I should have been in attendance for. But unfortunately, I was actually working that day and wasn't able to make it to the game. So I've really actually not seen the whole game broadcast on television. And I was able to do that on Saturday because – the Fox Sports Network was busy trying to fill up their programming, and I got a chance to watch the Citadel Bulldogs beat the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as they, as they did that back in September at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta. The little tiny hey. military school went in and knocked off Georgia Tech, and I'm sure that's going to be rebroadcast on Fox Sports a lot here the next couple of weeks because it was one of their close games that went into overtime, and it was a real upset, a, a great story. But we're getting a chance to see some really vintage programming right now from a television standpoint because there's nothing else sports-wise going on. Well, that's true, you know, and you said Citadel. I think they've knocked off Arkansas and South Carolina. Or twice. They, they beat South Carolina twice in modern times. And I was at both of those games, by the way. And uh, haven't beat Clemson too much. They got killed by Clemson a couple years ago. And Clemson's back on the schedule this year for the Bulldogs from Charleston. So we'll find out if there's even a 2020 season. And If you have a season, right. But I actually, 
I'm going to try to take advantage of this coronavirus for our own purposes here on the Y'all Show. And it struck me that some of the people that I really need to try to be getting on this show that might be a little bit too hard to reach, those people have nothing to do right now. So I'm going to reach out to some football coaches and some big stars from the music world, people that aren't just trying to make it, people that are on the level that they're big stars because they're sitting at home with nothing to do. And I think I might have some success. And part of that justification for going that route is i actually heard the citadel's football coach interviewed on friday of last week remember most of Mm -hmm. our college programs have all shut down and he talked about and one reason i'm bringing up this school is because he actually talked about what they're doing right now and i really haven't heard football coaches talk about what's going on right now so at this fcs school in charleston south carolina the head football coach there brent thompson was interviewed on a south carolina statewide talk show sports talk and he mentioned that that he's emailed all of his players with instructions of what they need to be doing remember most of our college programs they've all shut down i think just about every state now it's pretty much an understood thing that you're likely not going back to your campus before the end of this spring semester so the kids have to be worried about the academic portion and coach thompson mentioned that's the biggest thing he wants his players to be focused in on but he's also emailing them out some of the things that they should be doing to try to stay conditioned and some of the planning now the citadel was very very fortunate they started spring practice about as early as you could start right around valentine's day so they actually had their spring football game the saturday just before all this madness hit so they are one of the few programs in all of sports that actually went through their entire spring football some programs jerry never even started and so well, that's true i think the one north of me yeah uh they never did start and uh of course they're off campus so they won't start mm-hmm. and it won't be a spring game hey we're here scrambling today on the y'all show trying to come up with any kind of good memories of sports because we've shut down sports and you know what jerry I think we're all making it. We we may not survive the coronavirus health-wise. I hope we all do. We have no idea about how severe it's going to be to each one of us if we were to come down with it. But we are surviving, as boring as it might be, without sports. Well, we got a memory, you know, and uh, if they're going to show some of this old stuff, it would be pretty interesting to really get back and show, uh, to me, the 58 uh, – New York Giants, uh, Baltimore Colts, sudden death game stands out in my mind. I'd love to see that again. And, uh, you know, I can still see every play, and that was just in 58. Well, the question is, Jerry, who broadcast that game originally? Uh, who broadcast it? That was on uh, CBS, I think. Come on, you're not supposed to say I think. You're supposed to know Jerry Short. Well, I know one on ABC because we couldn't get ABC at my house then. <laughs> in 58 but uh it, we got nbc good and we got cbs good so cbs was probably the one nbc abc did the college uh game of the week and that back in those days you know a lot of people don't know this but that he just really allowed one team to be on tv one time a year and you could just about book who Bud, uh, Bud Wilkerson and Chris Schenkel, the announcers then, were, for all the way through the 60s, were going to have. And it was uh, it was going to be uh, Notre Dame and Southern Cal. It was going to be Army and Navy. It was going to be Ole Miss and LSU. It was going to be Texas, Texas A&M. You could book those games. So 
you knew that Saturday at one o'clock you could count on one of those teams, Ohio State and uh, and I guess Michigan would be the one up in the Big Ten they would always broadcast. Besides Notre Dame and Southern Cal, so they were. Yeah, that was real interesting stuff because they always had those teams seemed to always be in the top fifteen or twenty anyway. What, what about the Tennessees, Alabamas, Auburns, or Georgia? You know, Tennessee wasn't known that much back in those days. Tennessee ran that single wing, and everybody had caught on to it. I know uh, General Nealon had. Uh, that was his bread and butter through the 40s and 50s, and he stuck. They stuck with it all the way up to about 1964, and then they come out of it. And uh, by the time that they upset uh, with Ole Miss, they were ranked second in a second, third in the nation, and they were had gotten away from it <laughs> with Dickey being their coach then. That was after Johnny Majors. Johnny Majors probably got him out of it. I you know, mean as a player? As a coach. Well, Dickey came before Majors. Well, I guess, did Dickey come as a coach before Majors? Yeah, because Majors was the coach in the 80s, I know. And Maybe he was playing when I sat on the bench with him. At uh, Majors Stadium. played at Tennessee in the late 50s. Or mid well, 50s. Well, I sat even. on the bench in 63, and maybe, he, was he assistant? He, he maybe probably there? was. Yeah. In 63, mm-hmm. but I sat on the bench. I jumped the fence, and sat, the Tennessee Ole Miss game was in Crump Stadium. At, and I sat on the Tennessee side where nobody would recognize on the bench. Yeah, because remember, but, Tennessee, I think, had Dickey, and they also had Bill Battle in there as well. Yeah, but they were still running that single wing. Okay. And and that's our good thing was, you know, it should have been extinct. Ole Miss got away from it in in 48. Did you see Alabama on TV much? Alabama, Alabama started getting on TV uh, probably about '62. Okay, but you know, back in the late '50s, they had two seasons back to back with Bart Starr quarterback, where they only won one ball game. Mm. And so, when, until Bear Bryant left Texas A&M for them and got them built up, and they got in the Sugar Bowl. They were in the 63 Sugar Bowl and beat Ole Miss. 64 Sugar Bowl year, January 64. Beat Ole Miss uh, 12 to 7 with four field goals. And uh, I'm going to check you, I'll check you on that. I'm not so sure that's true. Yeah, four field goals by Davis <laughs> was the kicker for – Davis would have been the kicker for Alabama. I know you got Google pulled up and you're looking at the stats. No, I don't. I promise I don't. It snowed. Was it, it was snowed. It snowed in New Orleans. And Ole Miss fumbled seven times and lost four of them. And that was the difference in the ball game. I don't think Alabama ever got past the Ole Miss 30. And uh, they kicked four field goals. Brad Davis, does that sound right? Yeah, I, I, good, good enough to me. Let's move on a little bit more modern-day times, Jerry, before we leave the sports talk and get on to the food stamps talk coming up in the next segment. One big story in sports that we can talk about was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the end of last week. They did officially ink Tom Brady as their new quarterback. 
the New England Patriots now that Tom Brady has taken off for Southern, southern weather and hopefully a fresh start with the Bucks. They've signed Brian Hoyer from the Indianapolis Colts to the Patriots roster. Most people have never heard of Hoyer, but he'll be now one of the quarterbacks vying for the position that Tom Brady leaves behind. But how about the GOAT after 20 years in New England bringing his game south to the Buccaneers? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be really interesting. And, you know, it's kind of like Peyton Manning going to Denver. You know, if he's got enough players around him, he'll win. And, uh, you know, if they've got the players, look out. He could be right back there facing somebody besides New England this time because they're probably going to have to almost start over. Uh, they got the same coach, hmm. and they got the same old owner who stays – in and out of trouble but, uh, <laughs> he needs uh, to stay out of florida the owner yeah, there mr Kraft. He, he's got to be a little now he likes elvis now that's me and him have that in common you know that logo that new england logo patriot on the side of the helmet is is a likeness of elvis intentionally so um i like that about him well, but, jerry but, we, we're going to go to a little break and to come back and talk about this food stamp thing is is a big topic that I want to bring up. If we've got time, speaking of music, at the end of the hour, a passage from the weekend of a guy who was kind of my Elvis because he represented the generation of myself, those who grew up in the late 70s into the 80s, the post-Elvis days. And this this guy who just passed away over the weekend, well, he wasn't Elvis, but he did have a little bit of that pizzazz. And we'll talk about the passage of Kenny Rogers, all that coming up in our conversation with Jerry Short as the Y'all Show continues. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
Continuing on with Y'all Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern, I'm John, and our Takapola storyteller is kind enough to stick around for the rest of this hour. Jerry Short's joining us now, and if you want to reach out to Jerry, maybe you got something to share with Jerry and, and dispute him about. Maybe if you don't believe that Alabama kicked four field goals in that 1964 Sugar Bowl, you can debate it with Jerry. Our number to do that is 803-816-1170. Our y'all show at y'all.com is our email address, and then our website is yall.com. Y'all dot com as we have the Takapola storyteller continuing his conversation with us here on this Monday start of the crazy week that we're in with the coronavirus and more and as we all know if you've been to your local grocery store or grocery stores in some case if you've had to go around looking for some of the items you need it's been a absolute zoo and it's been really disappointing in a lot of cases if you've gone in there to get some of your basic items they're all gone, and the supply t- chains are still cooking, and they still have trucks going out. God bless everybody involved with the warehouses, to our farmers who are making the products, to the people working in the factories to keep this stuff going, to the grocery stores, to the people working there. At least we want to give a special salute to you. But, Jerry, there's just too many things in there that are not there, and there's no excuse for it. And you've seen something, I've seen something that really fired us up, and unfortunately... We're going to talk about food stamps, specifically food stamps abuse in this segment, because the people who take advantage of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, known as SNAP, there are some that we think are misusing this thing, and they probably do it all the time, but right now, where we're having a a little bit of a crunch on the food and supply chain, it really fires you up when you see people using food stamps in a, really should be illegal, with an I-L, illegal way. Yeah, it it uh, I tell you, John, it goes way back. You know, I mean, we're talking about today, of course, but you know, I've seen it happen for hurricanes coming in. I've been in trip for those, and uh, for Betsy and Katrina's and Hilda's and all those. And that, you know, it, back in those days, uh, they had the actual stamp, and uh, I think you could just be in line and see it. You know, one good thing they couldn't get uh, plywood at a at a uh, building supply place but you got plenty of food and they always have uh just uh for any kind of excuse like that but today you know i was in a grocery store the other day what got me thinking about it and i went in to get some eggs and like i said earlier eggs is a is really a hard item to come by i think i walked out of there with a thing of peanut butter and um they were out of bread I had peanut butter and I had a TV. We used to call them a TV dinner. They're just a quick uh, freezing them, uh, thaw out in the microwave dinner now. But uh, the person behind me, I saw, of course, they use a card today. You know, we we use the term food stamp also, but it's a EBT card. And it's like a credit card, your typical credit card. But according to the own uh, government website, they're still called food stamps. Just so, oh, I know. So we know the lingo is right, but the, yeah. the, the the process of taking the time to pull a stamp out doesn't exist. They use a well, it, plastic it card. For, it wasn't for a time factor. When they first changed that, from what I understand and remember, I'm politically saying it was to keep a person from being embarrassed by having to pull out food stamps. This way they look like just a bona fide customer. That's spending their hard-earned money, and uh, 
you know, some people deserve food stamps uh, if if they're if they're an invalid or if they're disabled or if they're just you know no way you know maybe they're a mother of eight by that's not our fault but if that happens to be but anyway what I had I I had mine and I looked behind me and the person behind me was in a hurry I guess they were going out to cook dinner but they had uh, six filet mignons with uh uh, six, uh, a car. You said six filet mignons. That's right, six of them. And uh, a steak is a steak, and that's the top of the line almost for some people. So filet mignon. Uh, if you buy six of those, and uh, with your stamp, uh, I could have probably got a case of eggs if I had a stamp, and that's all I wanted was eggs. But anyway, that's. It's been abused, and I've seen it abused. I've worked the company I worked for. We used to plant pine trees, and uh, and they would draw food stamps in, and and we had the vendors that we hired the the company I worked for did, and they hired workers, and they 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 had a guy one time, and I think we talked about Rube one time before a name like that. But he he actually had got so many food stamps that he had enough in his family that he was able to get so many food stamps that he would brag, and I guess I should have turned him in, but I was pretty young at the time. He had a, a restaurant in the back of his house where he sold hamburgers, hot dogs, chips, and whatever, Cokes, and whatever else he needed to sell. I believe so old that, Rube, I believe old Rube had a little ruse going on. I believe he had one going and and would brag about. It. So uh, you know you see things like that and you wonder. And then you see these carts. And I went in a store for Christmas. Normally I would do the Christmas and the Thanksgiving meal, and I did the turkey and the turkey and the dressing and all that stuff. Or the Thanksgiving, I said let's change it up, get steaks and. I went in a place that cuts your steaks for you, and you can get them cut any thickness you want. I'm in line, and the person in front of me is getting theirs cut, and they're getting about a dang inch and a half, two-inch steak cut. And so I come up with uh, about $200 worth of steaks for my family, I think, to fix. And uh, they had, when they went through the line, they had over $1,000 worth. And I saw that they used a, uh, a EBT card. So, um, and now with the situation, we've got people that actually need some of these uh, products that you can't get on the shelf now. And that's why we're bringing this up. I know people out there, there's cases where people need food stamps. There's a there's a reason for them. That's why they exist. Okay, our problem, the reason we're bringing this up on today's y'all show is the abuse, the things that Jerry's seen, the things that I've seen. I've, I've seen people go through and buy completely non-essential items like candy, and for whatever reason, it actually is it goes through. In fact, Jerry, I got a list here from the official SNAP website. That's the government's yeah. own program. Okay, what can you buy with food stamps? Is the question mark. Here are the items, Jerry. Bread. Okay. Not just bread. Breads. So all types of breads. Bread, right. Cereals. Fruits. Uh-huh. Vegetables. It says meats, fish, poultry. It doesn't say what kind of meat, so getting the filet no. mignon is perfectly no, fine. I've actually heard of people getting that steaks to give them to their dog. 
but go ahead. Yeah, meats, fish, poultry, deli meats and steak, dairy products, seeds and plants that produce food for the household. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about this one? Soft drinks. Soft drinks. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Obama, not, you know how she made such a big deal out of having kids? Yeah. Eat. And, and what about the mayor of New York? You know, you couldn't have a 44-inch And, and food stamps is perfectly cup. fine not to just buy your cheap brand soft drink like I do. You can buy the most premium soft drink in the store with a food stamp. Candy is listed as a uh, food stamp eligible item. Cookies. Snack so crackers. They've added those. They've added a lot of these All right, saying, uh, in the last few years. How about this one? Snack crackers. You could have a whole uh-huh. aisle full of uh, Lance products in your shopping cart. And- so you could take a Cracker Jack box and keep the toy, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ice cream. Jerry, this thing, you need to get on food stamps. Ice cream is eligible. Well, yeah, I think I'm. if I can get that now, we're talking a whole different ballgame. How about this? Energy drinks that have a nutrition label. You remember, we didn't have energy drinks up until about no. 10, 15 years ago, and people somehow survive. But now they've got that added as a list of some of the eligible items for food stamps. Live seafood. So with a food stamp card, you can go in and get a live lobster, a fish, shellfish. Sounds like a pretty good option. Pumpkins. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Um, you can get you a pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Watermelon. How about this one, Jerry? Nothing says food stamps like buying the government buying you a birthday cake. That's eligible. Birthday cake is eligible. <laughs> but let me, say, let me read the whole thing. Birthday cakes, comma, so long as a non-edible piece of the cake does not exceed 50%. A non-edible piece does not exceed 50%. I, I guess some people put toys and stuff like that on their custom yeah, birthday cakes. Yeah. And remember, yeah. a lot of your grocery stores make birthday cakes. And decorate it with stuff that's mm-hmm. non edible. So it can't be more than 50% of the cake, or else food stamps doesn't work. And then the last. Let me interrupt you. One of the purposes of the program to start with was for nutrition. And we've left nutrition with about two thirds of the items that you've named. Mm-hmm. And the last Go item ahead. bakery items. I will make sure to point out non-eligible items. So uh, most people know this. If you have food stamps, you can't buy alcoholic beverages, tobacco products, hot food, and any food sold for on-premises consumption. So donuts and all that, you said break bakery a while ago. Well, you can buy donuts. You just can't buy them. They're out of, let's say, like a Publix deli that sells them, evidently. Non-food Uh, items. I tell you what I I see, and I went in the other day, and a lot of these these gelatins that they'll fix at a deli or something in the back of a grocery store. And some of those items that at one time you couldn't get. These, these grocery store people now, we can talk about people, the recipients, mm-hmm. but also the grocery store owners are getting filthy rich also off of food stamps. And they, they'll put little signs up. I saw a little sticker where sometime it'll be the price of the item. It'll be... Um, EBT cards accepted here for this item. And then in the front door window, you've seen that too. But when you see it for an item that maybe once was not acceptable, it might just have icing on it or it might be some kind of gelatin dessert or something. Now, Now they can get that kind of stuff and they let you know it. The grocery store people are sure to let you know it. And again, grocery stores can set their own prices on these products. So that's why when the guy goes in front of you with a cart full of meat, 
why buy the cheap ribeye when they can get the filet mignon and it's a lot more expensive and guess who gets the bulk of that money the grocery the grocery store now you know i can go back and back to the 58 game and the grocery store owner in the town where i watched that, that football game he had a little bitty store downtown with a little delivery truck. He'd go around town. He had, later, he had four massive supermarkets. And uh, you just don't get rich overnight selling groceries. And you know why? The reason for that? The reason why? I know. That's, that is half of his income plus. His food and stamp program. Let's pass that on to Walmart. I know Walmart gets a lot of credit and all this stuff. But, boy, they do a big turnover in that item, too. Mm -hmm. And, again, let me stress, if you use food stamps correctly, we're not uh, judging you. What we're mad about are the people who buy these items that are hoarding items. As Jerry mentioned, a guy in the past he knew literally had his own restaurant that he funded by buying stuff off of food stamps. That's right. And I know some people have a whole black market of, I guess, exchanging products that they buy off of food stamps. I know when they first started with the stamp itself and Ed Abena, uh, I knew a guy that ran a, a, a small convenient type store and he would, uh, he would give, say if, say if somebody had a hundred dollars worth of stamps, he would give him $50. They'd give him the $100 worth of stamps. He'd cash them in. He'd make $100. I think he got caught hmm. uh, later, a long time later. But can you imagine how many people did that? It just went on and it's to trade them among yourself, too. Like I could trade with you if I had, if I had $1,000 worth of food stamps right now, I could trade half of them to you. Or I could sell you my uh, EBT car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it don't matter either way. So you know, you, you, it's, it's it can be illegal that way, uh, and then people that are uh, running the operations are getting rich off of the government uh, giveaway program. And and what you see, like one of the grocery stores, I went in on my egg hunt the other night. Uh, there was a car out front, and I looked at the tag because I heard the lady on the phone. And she was saying, we came over to this town because they were out of everything in our town. So we've, she rolled two carts of stuff out. And I guarantee you 90% of it she probably didn't need. But she was filling her car full. And then I looked at her tag, and it was a county and a half away, or two counties, depending on which way you go. So they were making the rounds. Did she use an EBT card? She had an EBT deal. Huh. And... Uh, and she was filling that car up and uh, and calling on a, probably a government phone, too, by the way. Well, we're but not going to get it. Again, we can't stress today. We're, we're, we're just pointing out that there's a lot of abuse, and this is abuse that really shouldn't even be happening. There's no reason that if you are on food stamps, you ought to be able to get probably any filet mignons, but if you're going to get some, they'll have a limit to where you only buy like two or three a month. Right. Well, they put a limit on eggs. Now they do uh, have on food now, stamps. No, for uh, me. <laughs> oh, you're talking <laughs> about I'm now sure, because of the I'm whole. Sure, it applies to them also, but it'll say one item only. And today, when I did buy those, uh, those I found those eggs. They had a few left, but they didn't. They had you could. They had a list on the at back on the cooler saying how many you could get and blah blah blah. 
but it said two uh, items of a of the same type. Well, I picked up two uh, cartons of eggs, and the cashier made me put one of them down because she said that was just misprinted. So, you know, but they're having trouble getting eggs, so they want to make sure they have eggs there, I guess, at that place. And then they, I noticed the bread racks are the same way. They have one bread only now. And uh, But my point is that people were coming in, they might go out the door and then come back in and go back out and come back in and get another one, you know, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, mm-hmm. go to a different cash register. But uh, there's people that actually need, need that bread at home. And they don't need the yeah. government buying people this stuff to hoard. And-, and people are hoarding stuff right now. This toilet paper situation, is that, can you EBT that one? It's not listed as a eligible item from what I'm seeing. But as much as I see go out the door, I, I guess you got some money left over you can buy that. But every grocery store I've been in is completely O-U-T yeah. of that. According to the government website, the non-eligible items include paper products. Okay, that's non-eligible. It also doesn't include medicines and vitamins. I guess that falls under other programs, but yeah, they got programs for all that. But stuff. It, I mean, we feel sorry for those who don't have a lot of money. There's people who legitimately need to have food stamps, and I'm trying to understand. I'm not too far off that category myself, Jerry. Look, I'm I'm not either. <laughs> man. I'm, you know, but if we we're if we're in the level that you do depend on food stamps, I, I'm just trying to get into that mindset. So you use food stamps to get your food, but there's items you got buy that's why we probably have all these darn family dollars and family trees and dollar generals uh, specifically the dollar stores because jerry some of these items not covered by food stamps you can go in there and spend a handful of dollars and get your your non-food items and or you could have traded before and come up with that money you know to buy that beer did you say beer was covered or not? No, it's not covered. <laughs> At least right now, it's not covered. Heck, I'd rather, I'd rather them get beer and then take away some of these other items that we need right now. And they, yeah, they, they, a lot, some of these people might be happy with that trade-off. Jerry, oh, just to uh, wrap up they on are, our... They, they're, trading a, they're trading that card for a little cash to buy that with. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here on our food stamp talk with Jerry Short, our Takapola storyteller, we want to give you a little bit of an idea on how much you actually can get on a food stamp allotment, okay? And all this is it varies state to state. Every state's got a little bit different way of distributing this out and how you apply and all that. Kind like unemployment. Yeah. yeah. But, Jerry, essentially, for a one-person household, the maximum monthly allotment from a food stamp card is $194, which is not a whole lot of money. But depending on, then it depends on how many children you have. Well, that's why I was going to go up from one person household one ninety four. A two person household is three fifty seven. Then we'll skip forward. If you've got a family of four, it's six hundred and forty nine maximum monthly allotment. And then more kids, more people, the more money. If you've got a seven family of four is about our average, right? Six forty nine. A family of seven is over a thousand dollars. Well, I mean, what we're looking at, then, we're looking at, dang, $7,000. Did you say uh, family force, how many thousand dollars? Seventy-something hundred, right? $649 is the maximum. But I'm saying for the year, Uh, they're getting over $7,000. Yeah. That's tax-free. So you would have to make $10,000 to buy that much food. 
because you'd be paying taxes on your income and you make you get more if you're over 60 years old as well so again yeah if you need this item that our government offers the snap program the supplemental nutritional assistance program great we hope you take advantage as long as it's there for you great our problem today and why we're talking about this is the thievery in our opinion of those who are taking advantage of the program and hoarding and that well in the selfishness that's right that is what we're fired up about here on the y'all show that's what i'm talking about let me clarify that because if somebody needs it that's fine but even if they need it, with some regulations need to be put on some of it. I don't think anybody like you, needs to buy over $1,000 worth of filet mignon. No. Well, like you said, cereal a while ago. Well, you know, it needs to go back to a nutritious, nutrition-type uh, situation. Frosted Flakes, who uh, – I know they poured Frosted Flakes over this stuff, but uh, Frosted Flakes – with all that sugar on that frosted flake, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be included. And I'm sorry, Jerry, I buy the off-brand product. I buy Dollar General's frosted flakes. They're I do too. just I as good all. as that other brand, and they're about three dollars a box savings. And guess what? Well, With food stamps, I could have bought the Kellogg's and wasted a three dollar deal that somebody would have had to pay for, and I would be getting full and enjoying it just as much. And that's what they need to revise these things. I'm sorry. If you want food stamps, maybe you don't need to get the premium items. That's my that's one of our problems here today. And guess what? When I was in the grocery store, it was your name brand stuff that was all gone and it was your off brand stuff that they had plenty of. Go figure. Did that, did that say anything about condiments in that deal? Can you buy can you get sugar and uh, I, salt and pepper? I think so, Jerry. I think so. Go check it out. It's eligibility.com slash food dash stamps. The website is eligibility.com, and that's the official government food stamps. It's got all the helpful information, how you can sign up, your benefits, veterans. There's a whole different category if you're a veteran, and so much more there. Again, if it's a great program when it works. Our problem is when it ain't working. Jerry, we got one more segment to go to. We're going to talk about The Gambler. All that's coming up as we roll on with the Y'all Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us 
And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice This is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent I'm John Rawl with our Takapola storyteller Jerry Short as we conclude This start of the week edition And Jerry, we woke up Saturday morning With sad news If you're a country music Or just an American music fan Kenny Rogers Passed, passed away at the age of 81 years old he lived in sandy springs georgia just north of atlanta the houston texas native and a career that he had that spanned many decades and many hits and as we were talking with you earlier this show how i a lot of us if you're under the age of 50 you probably didn't grow up with elvis alive at least where you saw him in concert and things like that and i'm not saying kenny rogers was the king of rock and roll but he kind of took a little bit of that mantle in the days after Elvis's death and and propelled his his songs and his image and heck he even started a chicken chain Jerry and so we yeah, we remember right. Kenny Rogers the gambler you know I think that chicken chain it's gone here in America it lasted about it was when he tied up with the Kentucky Fried Chicken CEO to uh, offspring at uh, that chicken business but I think they still have a few of them overseas. They may have Kenny Rogers roasters. Yeah, that's it. And I think they still have a few overseas. But, you know, what I remember about him mostly was, uh, you know, he started, you don't realize this, you know, at 81. How old would you say, 83? No, he was 81. He, he was born in 38. If he, okay. If he's 81 years old, you know, he was uh, about the same time as Elvis. So he came through the 50s and uh in 60s and 70s but he came in as with groups when he one of the uh fifth dimension or something first uh, edition is that what it was yeah, okay. kenny rogers in the first edition in fact yeah. what i think what you're trying to say jerry is kenny rogers <clears throat> came through the years he did he absolutely uh, that was one of know, his big songs yeah. by the way oh okay so <laughs> i didn't know that because you know I, i've told you I, I was probably working when elvis died uh, that's, that's when the music kind of died for me. But, uh, no, I, you know, of course, obviously, I would hear about all that stuff and and see it, uh, on, you know, on television or whatever. And and him and Dolly Parton, you know, everybody always watched Dolly and uh, The Gambler. And uh, I think he had uh, two or three of those songs, didn't he? Yeah, you know? and, a, and a little bit of a success on the movie and TV series. Yeah, Kenny yeah, Rogers, a alumnus, by the way, Jerry, of Jefferson Davis High School in Houston, Texas. Well, golly, that makes me think even that much more, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, something I think I remember, he had a lot of wives in his lifetime, didn't he? Yeah, I I, I don't know who the exact count, Jerry, but I do five. Know, I think I do know that Kenny Rogers had a reputation when it came to the ladies. But that last woman that he was his wife, they stayed married from probably about twenty some twenty years at least twenty some years. I think. Yeah. And didn't he have children by the last wife? Yeah, I think they had sons. And they were married uh-huh. 22 years total before he passed away this past week. 22 weekend. years? 
Yeah. Um, I remember seeing her at a Globe Award or something, and she was a real attractive brunette, maybe. Uh, and uh, Wanda Miller is who he was last married to. Yeah, if I didn't remember the name, but that does kind of ring a bell because I saw them together at that. Uh, I was watching the Grammy or something on TV. I don't think it was the Emmys. He wouldn't have been in an Emmy, I don't believe, would he? But uh, anyway, it uh, yeah, that's that's another one. Is is they're all leaving us now, and you know, there's not many left from those days, from the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s. And uh, they're leaving us fast. And, you know, how old is uh, Dolly Park? Dolly was born in 46. You and Dolly have something in common. We're exactly the same, aren't we, mm. on that. And uh, that would be the only thing. But Dolly, I guess she entertained with, uh, she was with Porter Wagner when I came along, kind of. You know, that's my first encounter with her. And then Kenny Rogers was my second encounter with her. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that love Kenny Rogers. And, and he never did anything to make me think any different either. Mm. And he always was seemed like he was a straight-up guy. He was you good. More about that. He was he good. Was I was lucky enough to see him in concert at least once. And and uh, just a, a classic uh, classic singer. And we're going to miss his music. But just like all great musicians, he has a library of great music we will be uh, able to enjoy for many, many decades. The family planning a private memorial due to the coronavirus outbreak. They're going to have a more public service at a later date. All this because oh, okay. of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, all the Kenny Rogers fans, just sit tight. There'll be something down the road. But the family right now with a yeah. private service plan, likely yeah. in the Atlanta area. We remember mm. Kenny Rogers, country music icon. Well, it's, uh, like I said, it's taking them all. I, I saw, uh, I think you saw that too. The uh, Grand Ole Opry uh, didn't have, couldn't anybody go to it. And they had three entertainers singing just singing to the uh, empty opera house. Yep. And, uh, that would be so, Marty Stewart, you know, Vince Gill, and Brad Paisley. I happened to see that right. the weekend. It was the show goes on. And our show's going to go on tomorrow, Jerry. we got to get out of here. Our Takapola storyteller, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again next week. Enjoyed it. And uh, uh, that's just uh, don't hoard that stuff and let everybody get what they need during this crisis that we're in. Amen, brother. All right, well, y'all will take off now. We'll see you back here for the Tuesday edition. we got a bunch of guests coming up here this week, and we'll have some of our great guests up here on the Tuesday Y'all Show. So make sure you tune in to Y'all Talk With Us, Southern Accent. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, 
the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.